Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you are all having or have had an awesome holiday period so far that you've been choosing to notice and focus on the small joys and examples of love and magic that is around you because although this can be a difficult time for some, that is what the magic of this time of year reminds us to focus on. So today I had some deeper musings about light, truth, love and authenticity that I wanted to share with you all after I had an inspiring conversation with a friend this week. And after all, it is the season. In my conversation with my friend that I had this week, we talked about the roller coaster of growth and emotions that we both had been experiencing all year. Well, the last few years, really, and had been wanting to kind of just fast forward through this Christmas and this time as It just didn't feel how it usually feels for me during this time of year, that I felt more alone than usual and that I wanted to be with my family in Australia, but the flights were so incredibly expensive this year and the Arctic outflow storm that's been going on all across Canada had basically shut down our airport for days. So even if I wanted to go and be with family, it would have been really difficult to do so. So it's obvious that it just isn't the right time to kind of forge ahead and force things, force these plans that I had had in my mind and to just sit in the tension of it all and use it as an opportunity to explore the feelings I have and uncover even more layers of my feelings of lack or not belonging. You know, not forcing trying to change the feelings I had or to find solutions, but just for now, just being in it as that is to give it unconditional love and honoring it and listening to it and giving myself validation and acknowledgement that this is just how I feel and this is how I feel for now and I'm not going to feel this way forever and nor is this feeling who I am. We talked about everything that we'd both been feeling, the myriad of difficult experiences that we both had had all year and that we had both felt frustrated in how people around us, you know, would always tell us how we deserved better in life. And I'd shared with her how I didn't particularly resonate with statements like that. You know, when I would hear hear it from others, you know, that even though it was coming from a well-intentioned place, it just wasn't the way the world works. You know, it's not how being a conscious creator of your reality actually works. The notion of deserving just serves as a prompt for us to seek something better or more authentic, rather, for ourselves. You know, something that matches our needs being met. The feeling of deserving isn't there to wallow in or to mull over or or obsess over, you know, thoughts like, I'm a good person, I did all of the right things, I worked really hard on this, so therefore I deserve something good. That's not particularly how the world works. We don't manifest from what we deserve. 
we manifest from our most dominant frequencies or energies that we embody, from where the majority of our focus is. And our focus, so our thoughts, feelings, and actions change and evolve over the different areas of our lives. So when circumstances or situations arise that make you feel like you deserve better, it doesn't mean then that we have to wallow in that, like, oh, it's not fair, it's not right, Um, there's no justice in this, I deserve better. We're not meant to really, you know, focus and hone in on that deserving factor. We're just meant to use it and take it as an opportunity to see that, hey, things have changed, things have evolved, I'm perhaps up-leveling, and these people or places or jobs or situations or circumstances that you're in are just no longer a match for you. And so that's what you use this feeling of deserving that you may feel as a tool. It's a tool to make you become more conscious or aware of, hey, I'm up leveling or I've evolved and I want something different and something that is more of a match to the higher sense of self-worth that I'm stepping into. Because we can kind of take it too far sometimes when we wallow in it or obsess over this deserving aspect we can kind of think like oh poor me right poor me this isn't fair this is in an injustice of some sort which when you're having thoughts like that it's rooted in lack you know it's coming from that lack limiting belief of I'm not worthy or it's not fair why can't I have And, you know, that concept can be hard to explain to others who aren't as open or conscious or aware of the feelings we feel and what purpose those feelings actually serve. You know, if we focus on this energy of deserving too much, right? So if we're polarizing or taking our thoughts or feelings or actions to the extreme, well, doing this is rooted in this lack and in the feelings of victimhood right? It's not fair. I deserve better. I can't have. You know, it indicates that you feel like you've done something good, that you've been good or you've been right or done the right thing, yet you're lacking in the manifestation of reciprocity of that good or rightness. So I just really wanted to bring that aspect of that word deserving to light and understand or understand rather that it's just there to serve as an energy to prompt us to choose differently in our lives. So yeah, me and my friend chatted about it and decided that a better term to use instead of deserve is authenticity. And you know, the word authenticity is a tough one, even as I find it's been so overused and just thrown around a lot particularly in the spiritual or awakened community. You know, it can kind of be just casually used or as a form of positive spiritual bypassing at times. But authenticity is actually such a powerful word. To me, authenticity is truth. And truth is awakening to more information, more light. So truth is awakening, which is light, and awakening to more deeper, expanded light. So your true, authentic self is deeper, more expanded 
awareness of your true self and not the self that is unconsciously operating from your shadows or fear or pain or trauma or limiting beliefs. So it's the self that is oscillating in higher frequencies of love and truth. And what I like about going deeper into the word authenticity is that it's actually a neutral word. It embodies both of the existing positive and negative energies. So for example, when you call in deeper levels of authenticity for yourself and in your life, the old starts to break away, right? This is when things happen that are, you know, kind of perceived as or experienced as negative. Like if you lose your job or certain friendships go south or when relationships break down, for example, you know, these are perceived as negative things. But the perceived or experienced positive is that this then creates space for new things that match a higher sense of self-worth, you know, like a new job with better hours or work conditions or a higher pay comes in, a new more balanced and loving relationship comes in, one that meets more of your needs or higher standards of self-worth that you've set for yourself, or new people or friends that match your higher sense of self-worth and needs and interests then come in. So the negative and the positive is both there, and you may or may not experience the duality at the same time, but nonetheless, because of your intention of calling in a deeper or higher level of authenticity or of truth. And because of your choices and actions that are rooted in that intention of a deeper or higher level of authenticity, well, then you will experience both of the positive and the negative consequences. So calling in authenticity, doing this work, healing, growing, spiritually up-leveling, Setting that intention is neutral and both the negative and the positive aspects or consequences of this intention will arise. It's just up to you to become aware of how you are responding and reacting to these dual energies, to the positive or the negative, and then what you choose to direct the majority of your focus on. And you know, This message reminds me of a dream that my best friend told me she had just uh, a couple of nights ago that was about us. So again, more confirmation on the messages that I was receiving that week. And yeah, she'd had a dream of this old lady who was a mystic of some sort. And she'd shared with my friend that a series of unfortunate events were about to happen around the world. And my friend felt as though she couldn't get her perspective on the matter through to this lady So she decided to call in me. So then in the dream, I showed up and it must have been my higher self or soul that came in and explained to the lady that although she was an incredibly gifted mystic or psychic or whatever she was, that she was forgetting one of the fundamentals of spiritual teachings. And that is that your focus creates your reality, period. And that even though she was having premonitions that were distressing and potentially perceived as negative, that it was just one potentiality, that it was just one timeline, and that we are constantly jumping in and out of timelines all of the time. And what we choose to focus on, so what we choose to think about the most, what we choose to talk about the most, what we choose to 
take the majority of our actions on or reactions on is what our focus is. And that our word, what we embody and therefore be, and what we choose to share with others is incredibly impactful. And this is why sharing predictions or premonitions or downloads about specific timelines can be very impactful on what timelines people are choosing for themselves. And I'm not saying that it's wrong or bad to share these premonitions or predictions with others. I'm just sharing this to remind you of the impact that we all have on ourselves as well as each other and the collective and what we are collectively manifesting. Just to become aware of your word, become aware of where the majority of your thoughts and feelings and actions are coming from. And so this is why it's important to choose authenticity to live by when it comes to leveling up spiritually, because authenticity is neutral. It's Switzerland. If we consistently think, feel, choose, take actions and share from fear or from any extreme polarity, then this is not authenticity. If the majority of our thoughts, feelings and actions are coming from a polarized place, it's not authenticity as it is choosing to focus on the fear of something bad or unsafe happening. So you can see that that is not neutrality. This is not zero point. This is not truth. And therefore, it only continues to perpetuate and add to more collective energies of fear. Again, not saying that it's wrong to have these thoughts or to share these thoughts. It's just about becoming aware of what you are consistently choosing to think, feel and take actions from. It's fine every now and again. But if you're constantly doing it, if the majority of your thoughts, feelings and actions and reactions are coming from a place that's rooted in fear or lack or other limiting beliefs, then this is you not choosing authenticity. You see, authenticity is the truth of who you are before you were conditioned by society or family or others about limiting beliefs that are rooted in fear right? So when you become aware of and shed light onto your fears and any actions taken with fear being at the root of it, then you are deepening your awareness of your truth, your authenticity and your uniqueness. When you become more aware of your authentic self, it is the step that is necessary to then embody your authentic self, be your authentic self, live a life and create a life from your authentic self. The self that is not conditioned by or influenced by other people or society's polarized fears or limiting beliefs. Authenticity is truth and your truth is neutral and your truth is love. So as a way of embodying and sharing higher oscillating energies in my reality, I've been using that inner knowing and sharing this inner knowing about the word authenticity a lot this week. I've been using sentences like, I embody more deeper levels of authenticity. Or, I am authentic. Or, I am authenticity. Or instead of saying to others that you deserve better, you can say something like, you're creating more authenticity in your life. Or you can create deeper levels of authenticity. 
Or you can just simply share these deeper understandings and perspective of authenticity with others. You know, when we set out on this journey of being a conscious creator, of healing and growing and spiritually up-leveling, and as we're doing this, we're bringing in more light. We're bringing in more information and deeper awareness and knowings and understandings of ourselves. So our shadows, our fears and limiting beliefs of our joys, our passions and what lights us up. So when we're doing this, when we're becoming more aware and choosing to go within and become more conscious about our lives and ourselves and where these thoughts and feelings that we've been focusing on actually stem from, then the energy gets churned up and disturbed so that everything that manifested from those lower levels of consciousness and understandings can then break away. So the people in our lives that do not serve our highest authentic selves, the jobs that do not serve our highest, most authentic selves, the places we live, the experiences that we continue to have and the patterns that we always continue to see, they all start to kind of shake up and they break away. And this can feel chaotic at times. This can be very triggering and it can leave us feeling lost or alone or confused or unsure, or just overwhelmed. So this is just a reminder that when this happens, it's just the old leaving to create space for the new to come in. The new that is an energetic match for these deeper intentions and levels of authenticity and higher sense of self-worth. But when you're in that space of uncertainty, when the new hasn't quite come in yet, it's up to you to remind yourself of these inner standings and these knowings. This is how our own self-worth and value, becoming aware of it and embodying it in our everyday thoughts and actions, creates or manifests outwards into our reality. We can't forget that we are made up of light, right? Our atoms that make up who we are and everything in our physical reality are all essentially just compounded hydrogen. And remember what hydrogen is at its core? I talked about this in last week's episode. It's just ultra-high frequency light, ultra-high frequency photons. So as we become more aware, as we become more conscious, we are bringing in more light more light into our light bodies because our bodies are literally made up of light. And now, just as a side note, I personally have been revisiting and questioning atomism in general, you know, the existence of photons, which in general physics are just single particles of light. And more recently this year, I've come to terms with a theory about photons or light and how the manifestation of light or photons may not actually be particles that the manifestation of light is just, in fact, disturbances in the wave fields of energy or ether. That the creation or manifestation of all life is just the waves of fields of ether being disturbed rather than the creation of a single particle or packet of light, or also known as photons. But for the sake of simplifying the point that I want to make, I'm just going to use the term photons so that you can understand the gist of what I'm trying to say. So we are made up of light. We are made up of light photons. 
our bodies are made up of light photons, our reality is made up of light photons, and these photons are what is being created and carried between our cells. And what is being created and carried in the world, as well as the manifestations of our reality outside of us. So nature, jobs, other people, places, celestial bodies like stars and planets, everything. And we also have to remember that light is interdimensional. It expands outwards across all perceived time and space in this 3D reality, interacting with other dimensions too. And so being aware of this helps us to remember and understand just how it is that our souls and conscious awareness is interdimensional. The stuff that we identify with that is beyond just our physical body in this physical world. You know, what we look like, our personality, our careers or our conditionings. Being aware of and tapping into this interdimensional self is where we can experience more of our energetic gifts and more of the energetic gifts of the universe, which can be seemingly magical or divine at times. The photons are able to move in several different dimensions at the same time as they oscillate differently in each dimension. So we at any time can direct these light photons with our conscious thoughts, with our conscious feelings and actions or reactions. So our focus. We can also direct these light photons through the different tools that I've shared on this podcast or meditation, for example. So when you choose to use or embody these tools or meditations, then it helps to raise the frequency of our energy. It's easier then to interact with and manifest our interdimensional light bodies. This is how we can embody more interdimensional light and operate in multidimensional levels here in the 3D realm. This is how we can access a power that is more sustainable and beyond everything that we're ever taught about life here in third dimension. And when we're aware of this and take actions from this knowing, we are utilizing more of our light body and not just our physical bodies. So what we can accomplish can be magic. And this is how it is that we can experience more love, more feelings of peace and connection, more magic, more synchronicities, more interactions in our world that show us that we are alchemists of our reality, that there is divine connection everywhere. And honestly, well, you know, for me anyways, it can also bring a sense of unity, trust, self-power and a true sense of belonging in this world and you know with the current astrology that we've had for the last few years it really has helped us to have an increasing momentum of change prompting us to make more aligned and authentic choices actions as well as feelings the energies have been supporting us in the breaking away of the old so this is why many of us have been feeling quite exhausted after everything that we have experienced this year over the last few years. And it can be hard to keep going with this work at times because the chaos and deconstruction of our old selves and the life that 
we had manifested from these old selves, well, that's been a lot. So give yourself some time and grace, give yourself some space and just time to rest and just be over this holiday period. Reflect on all that you have accomplished. Reflect on all of the change that is occurring or has occurred. So it's a great reminder to use your time to do things, read things, consume things that spark your interests or joys or passions as this is authenticity. This is your truth and the true meaning of love. Doing something or loving something just for the sake or the joy of it alone. Not the outcome. Not what pleasure it's going to bring others. Just you being in that joy of creation or that joy of passion. You can spend time with loved ones, friends or family or nature or animals that lift you up. Or be in environments that make you feel love. And if you can't be with anyone physically at this time, or you can't go anywhere to any environments that make you feel that sense of of love, you know, there's ways around these perceived limitations that we may have. You know, even though I can't be in Australia with my friends and family at this time, I will Google images of the bush that I grew up in because it just brings me so much love and joy. Or in my meditations, I will visualize being at home or being in the bush or being at the beach. You know, I don't have a pet, but I love animals. And one of my favorite things to do is to watch unlikely animal friendship videos. Or what else do I do? I watch YouTube videos of people following their joys or passions, right? Like even though I have a lot of passions and a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests, Sometimes if I'm just not feeling it or don't really feel like being creative, I will watch videos of other people being creative. Like one of my favorite channels is called Itchy Boots, where this really awesome chick from the Netherlands dirt bikes around different countries all around the world, exploring and adventuring and just meeting new places and people. And she's just simply doing what she loves. And I love watching that. I love watching videos like that. I also love seeing kids play and have fun. For me, there's just nothing better than seeing or being in the presence of children as they play or be creative or as they, I don't know, they just embody that pure creative innocence of love. You can write your family or friends a letter of gratitude of what they taught you or what they have modeled for you or what they have helped you to embody more of. Sharing gratitude or frequencies of love with others is an example of the essence of love itself. And, you know, I think of the Walter Russell quote that I shared with you guys in last week's episode, the principle of love is the desire to give. And the symbol of love that he drew in his diagram in physics terms is actually what is known as the sine wave, but it is the wave of dual light, which gives and re-gives equally and rhythmically. This makes me think of the rhythmic balance of the in-breath and out-breath. It's the duality of the masculine and the feminine, the rhythm of giving and receiving. It is electromagnetism, the interaction that occurs between electricity and magnetism. The motion of duality is there, the in-breath and out-breath, the giving and receiving, yet 
the one source of this energy is the same, and it is love. The one energy is the constant. It perpetuates the rhythmic cycles of duality. So the duality exists, but when you break the duality down at its core, it's just the one same energy. God, Allah, Jehovah, Creator, zero point, love, whatever you, whatever term you want to label it. It's the one same neutral energy that is the constant, that is the source. You know, I had received a really beautiful letter or journal entry rather from a friend this week and it made me cry in gratitude of receiving such love. It really shifted a lot for me and it was poetic and creatively constructive with the most beautiful and truthful analogies, which is a true and authentic gift of hers. And it was really impactful for me. And it reminded me of the giving and re-giving of love. So now I'm re-giving that act of love that I had received, that letter. And now I'm sharing the idea of expressing gratitude and love with others, with you all, in hopes that it will inspire you too to give and that that love will be re-given and ultimately mirrored back to you. So have fun, get creative with how you can be around, watch or consume and embody more of this higher oscillating frequency of love. Get creative in how it is that you can share or re-give this love to others so that in return it will be mirrored back to you. As that is the true, authentic intention that our souls know as truth and that many of us yearn more for here on earth more frequencies and experiences of love. I hope that you guys enjoyed the messages that I shared with you today, the tips and tools and encouragement, and I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your holiday season, however you choose to celebrate. Feel free to share this episode with anyone you feel love for or intuitively feel to share with at this time. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. (laughs) Season's greetings, said the rosemary to the sage.